First Samuel chapter 2. <laughs> Mr. Kusi, God bless you so much, sir. Kobe, God bless you. Yeah, get your notebooks right away. First Samuel chapter 2, the verse number 11. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but who is excited about the service tonight? Who is excited? I want to see you if you, if you are. Josephine, I'm expecting to see some people here that I haven't seen yet. At least I'm supposed to have Nanefia here. I don't know if she's here already. And I'm supposed to have NK here. So I don't know why I haven't seen them yet. All right. First time watch of the two verse 11. First Samuel chapter 2, the verse number 11. The Bible said, Then Elkanah returned home to Ramah without Samuel. And the boy served the Lord by assisting Eli the priest. Listen, listen. Then Elkanah returned home to Ramah without Samuel. This is just a bonus clue that I'm giving you. And the boy served the Lord by assisting Eli the priest. Please hear me and hear me well. There is no part of serving God that doesn't involve a human being. Specifically a man of God. If you are going to really serve God, then you will have to be adazote. You will have to serve God by helping another man of God or some man of God or a ministry or a church. You need to understand. Those of you who think all you need is God and you are serving God and you don't need any man, I came to surprise you. It is not true because the Bible said someone was assisting Eli and his assistance is what the Bible considered as serving God. When a man of God is serving God, what is he doing? All he is doing is he is preaching to people, equipping the lives of people, which means that the only way I can truly serve God is to serve the people of God because I, I cannot serve God without serving people. Please hear me. Many people seem to have a problem why people or men of God have people following them. Men of God have assistants. Men of God have a team, a working team with them. Please listen. People that work with man of God, the job they are doing for the man of God is what the Bible calls serving God. I want you to understand these things. If you are not able to grasp this, you are going to miss out on a lot of things. Sometimes the man of God can give you a task. Every task that a man of God gives or assigns to you, that task, when you do it and do it well, that is what it means that you are serving God. Which means that for some people who are serving God under the sound of my voice, their job might be to call people. Other people, their job might be to lead prayers. Other people, their job might be to support the man of God somehow. Any way possible. Listen up. I don't like that. There is 
involved a human being, a man of God, the chosen ones of God. How dare you expect to serve God if you cannot serve man? Even God Himself, He came to serve men. The Bible said Jesus came and said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve by serving fellow human beings. That is what it means to serve God. That is why anybody that cannot serve a man of God, a fellow brethren, you cannot serve God. I don't know if I am making sense, but I am speaking to somebody. The tasks that you see are too difficult for you to accomplish. Those tasks are what mean or determine that you are really serving God. The man of God can assign things to you. Take care of this. I am handing over this thing to you. Take care of that. Call these people. Invite these people. Bring new souls. By doing this, that is what it means that you are serving God. First Samuel chapter 3 verse 1, the Bible repeated it again and said, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. <laughs> The boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Is this making sense to somebody? Some of us just by following that man of God. That is what it means that we are serving God. That is what the Bible is saying. So every month I'm on top of the mountains, the prayer mountains. I'm with my father there, leading hundreds of people in prayer. Besides the, 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 the prayers that I am leading people, taking people through. Besides that, just by following that man of God to radio stations, to this, to that, to these places, to pray for families. That is what it means that you are really serving God. Am I making sense? This is just bonus. This is not really part of what I have for you tonight. But I just wanted to share this with you. I don't know if somebody is hearing me, but I speak upon somebody's life. That by the time the service is over, you will develop the habit of serving her and assisting the men of God. Of serving God. This is what it means to serve God. I prophesy upon your life that your life is about to shift in the way that serving God will not be a challenge. Serving God will not be a difficulty. Serving God will not be a trouble. I want to see people shouting yes here. I want to see people shouting yes here. I want to see people shouting yes. Alright. So Unto treasure, my main theme for tonight. Jesus taught us two kinds of giving. And I want us to understand these things. There is no better way to speak on the subject of, of, of treasure without going through these scriptures. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. If you are here, you are following a man of God, you are supporting a man of God, you are traveling with a man of God, you, you are supporting a ministry somehow. That support, that assistance 
is your service to God. Never allow anything to come between you and your service to God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 1. This is Jesus' message. God. This is, this is Jesus' message that I'm going to preach again to the people of God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly. Listen, this is from the New Living Translation, the NLT. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. For you will lose the reward from your father in heaven. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. For you will lose the reward from your father in heaven. Verse 2. When you give to someone in need, don't do the hypocrites do blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity i tell you the truth they have received all the reward they will ever get is somebody following is somebody learning hmm. <laughs> So Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 through 4, the Bible is referring to doing good to the poor, right? Doing good to the poor. Verse 3, but when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So Jesus keeps on re-echoing the fact that when you do good for anybody in need, you shouldn't publicize that thing. And you shouldn't do that thing because you want to be praised. You shouldn't do that thing because you want people to respect you. That's what the Bible is saying. why 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 shouldn't we why why shouldn't we let anybody know when we do good to them why 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 should this be a secret okay but when you give to someone in need don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing i am going to go deeper just hold your fire give your gifts in private give your gifts listen i want you to pay attention to the choice of words if the bible is for you i'm reading from the new living translation if the bible is for you underline verse 4 give your gifts in private when you do good to the poor it is a gift whatever you do for them is a gift pay attention to this this is jesus preaching he said give your gifts in private he didn't say sow your seeds he said give your gifts so when you give to the poor you are not sowing a seed <laughs> i said i'll be teaching a lot of new things that 
I believe a lot of people probably have not heard before. Many of the things I'll, I'll be sharing with you, I didn't even know these things just a few months back. The Lord started teaching me not long ago. When you do good to the poor, you are not sowing a seed. Please listen. When you go to children's home, you, that, is not, that is not what the Bible calls seed sowing. No. The, Jesus calls it a gift. He said, give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Is somebody learning? Proverbs chapter 19 verse 17. The Bible said, if you help the poor, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord. This is the reason why Jesus said, make sure that anything that you share with anybody in need or with anybody that is poor make sure you keep it in private because when you help the poor you are only lending to the lord and you cannot publicize the fact that you have lent sorry you have lent to the lord please listen i am teaching things that i think some people have not heard before follow carefully you cannot publicize it when you help somebody in need because the Bible said in Proverbs 19:17, if you help the poor, he didn't say when, he said if, which means it is a condition. <laughs> you can decide to do it or not. But the Bible said, should you decide to do it, you are only lending to the Lord. And God will repay you with what kind of payment? Psalm 112, verse 9. Psalm 112, verse 9. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. Proverbs 19 verse 17 said, God will repay you. And Psalm 112 verse 9 said, they will have influence and honor. So the very moment you do good to the poor, your reward is influence and honor. Please listen. I want to break down some mindsets in the church. Have you heard questions like this before? Man of God, what if I use my tithes to, to support a boy in need or somebody in need? What if I use my tithes to take care of the poor? Have you heard questions like that before? Man of God, is it a sin to, to take care of somebody with my tithes? They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. And their reward is influence and honor. Which means that in this life, if you want to have influence and honor in this earthly realm, then you must support the poor. There is no other way. You must support the poor. You must support the needy. You must support the orphans. You must support the widows that are struggling. Then your reward shall be influence and honor. And the Bible said your good deeds will be remembered forever. 
Now, I want to go a step further to make you understand that poverty cannot be taken away by God. Deuteronomy chapter 15, the verse number 1. Deuteronomy chapter 15, the verse number 1. The Bible said, at the end of every seventh year, you must cancel the death of everyone who owes you money. Listen. There is somebody that is owing me. I did a series of jobs for the person. And it took several months. The job spanned over a couple of months. And the person was supposed to pay me. But the person didn't pay. So I started calling the person. Please, you have to pay me my money. I need my money back. One day I was there when the Lord spoke to me. He said, cancel the debt. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Cancel the debt. The Lord said, cancel the debt. You need to understand if you decide to serve God and to walk in the realm of God, you need to know that God can let you do a whole lot of uncomfortable things that you wouldn't like to do, but you will have to obey. The Lord said, cancel the debt. And Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 1, the Bible said at the end of every seventh year, you must cancel the debt of everyone who owes you money. There is somebody under the sound of my voice. Somebody has owed you a whole lot of debts for several years for several months and you do not know what to do but every now and then you have the thoughts coming to you and you are wondering should I let it go you are wondering should I take the money you are wondering should I let it go I came to encourage somebody if you can obey the voice of the Lord if only the Lord has commanded you to let it go then please let it go it is in the will of God for you to let it go and if you let that debt go up God shall reward you with a greater price those of you who lend a lot of money will understand what I'm talking about I always tell my wife when we get money we spend less all the money all the money goes to other people we send the money to people, to this person, to that person, to this person, to that. We, we, we do not use our monies on ourselves. Somebody is owing you for several months, but you can feel it within that it is like, just let it go, but you are struggling to accept it. Listen, if God is saying, let it go, let it go. I am not saying anybody that is owing you, you should let it go. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is only let it go if the Lord is urging you to. Hmm. Verse 2. The Bible said, this is how it must be done. Everyone must cancel the loans they have made for their fellow Israelites. They must not. So, for, so this, this particular scripture is for those who are in the same league with you. I'm talking about other believers. If a Muslim is owing you, please take your money. If a pagan is owing you, please take your money. But the Bible is saying, everyone must cancel the loans they have made to their fellow Israelites. If the loan or that debt is involving another believer, a true believer, if the Lord is urging you to let it go, 
Just let it go. Is somebody hearing me? The Bible says they must not demand. They must not. The Bible didn't say they should not. The Bible said they must not demand payment from their neighbors or relatives for the Lord's time of release has arrived. Hear me. The Lord's time of release has arrived. I don't know any difficulty you are going through. I don't know any debt that you have on you. But the Lord said I should tell you His time of release has arrived. His time of release has arrived. That stands to reason any kind of bondage, any kind of entanglement, any kind of chains that have robbed you. I declare according to the volumes of the books. The Lord's time of release has arrived. The Lord is releasing some people under the sound of my voice. The Lord is releasing some people under the sound of my voice. I see release. Some of you, the Lord is releasing your fathers. The Lord is releasing your mothers. The Lord is releasing your big brothers. Oh, I see. The Lord is releasing your sisters in the mighty name of Jesus. For the Lord's time of release has arrived. So God, any debt that you are struggling to pay, any bondage that you are in, any embargo that is on you, the Lord's time of release is now. This release from debt, however, applies. The Lord is saying, however, this release applies only to your fellow Israelites. <laughs> If the person is if the person is an unbeliever take your money back if the person is a christian the lord is saying if the person is a true christian if he is urging you to let it go then let it go now hear me verse 4 god himself said there should be no poor among you there should be no poor um, there should be no poor among you for the lord your god will greatly bless you in the land he is giving you as a special possession the lord has made a decree there should be none among you that should be poor there should be nobody under the sound of my voice that is supposed to be poor there is nobody that is hearing me today that is supposed to be poor in this life i don't know if you are getting the revelation behind the message but if only you can hear me then you are not permitted to be poor if only you are hearing me then you are not permitted to be poor yes i am speaking to one woman i am speaking to one man i cannot promise everybody that you shall be at this a beneficiary of this message but I know that somebody shall be blessed I know that somebody shall be blessed I know that somebody shall be blessed there should be no poor nobody will be poor if you are hearing me nobody will be poor this is the word of God this is the word of God but the Bible said you will receive this blessing if you are careful to obey all the commands please hear me God even God cannot take away poverty because for poverty to be taken away from the lives of his people there are two factors the first factor is God himself the second factor is your willingness to obey all the commandments of God 
It's somebody with me. It's somebody with me. The Bible said, God, you will receive this blessing if only if you are careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. You will not be rich or be blessed because it is automatic. You will be blessed because the God that has blessed you has also given you a set of instructions that if you are careful to obey each and every single one of them, then you will truly be blessed and will never find poverty. This is why God cannot take away poverty because truly to become poor, the decision is yours to make. The Bible said, The Lord your God will bless you as He has promised. You will lend money to many nations. You will lend money to many nations. There is somebody here under the sound of my voice. The Lord said, You will lend money to many nations. You will lend money to many. I don't, I don't care where you are listening to me from. I don't care the place you find yourself today. I don't care the struggles you are going through. All I know is that Lord said I should tell you uh, that you will lend money uh, to many nations, uh, but you will never need to borrow. Uh, you will rule many nations, uh, but they will not rule over you. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, shout yes. Verse 7, but if there are any poor Israelites, listen, but if there are any poor Israelites in your towns, when you arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. If you find the poor, the poor are poor because of several reasons. Please hear me. Be, being poor is a choice. Being poor is not a state. Being poor is a choice. <laughs> it is not not having anything that makes you poor, but it is rather when you have no idea what it means to be poor that makes you poor. I don't know if I'm making sense. <laughs> You are not poor because you do not have anything, but you are poor because you have chosen to be poor. But if there are poor, but if the Lord God himself said, there should be no poor among you. But verse 70 said, but if there are any poor, which means it is not up to God, it is up to you. Verse 8, instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. Verse 9, do not be mean-spirited and refuse someone alone because the year for canceling debt is close at hand. Do not be mean-spirited. The fact that you are capable, the fact that you are able, the fact that you have does not guarantee that you must be mean-spirited towards those who are poor. That is the command of God. The Bible said if you refuse to make the loan 
and the needy person cries out to the Lord. Listen to me, please. If you refuse to make the loan and the needy person cries out to the Lord, you will be considered guilty of sin. If you have the money and somebody asks you for the money, And you refuse to give them that is fine but the Bible said the very moment that person will cry out to God that Lord I went to this person I went to that person I did this I don't know what to do again Lord I don't know what to do again the Bible is saying then you will be considered guilty of sin please this is what it means to serve God with your treasure this is only the beginning of God. The Bible said when Samuel assisted Eli, that was what it meant that he was serving God. If you can help somebody, a fellow Christian, and you decide willingly not to help the person, and the person cries out to God with an open heart, the Bible said, your refusal will be considered guilty of sin. Verse 10, the Bible said, give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Hear me. There are some people under the sound of my voice. You know you are always giving. You know you are always supporting. You know you are always helping. The Lord said, I should tell you that he himself will bless you in everything you do. This is the reason why there are some people, everything they touch become a blessing. Everything they do become a blessing. Everything they are into become a blessing. Why? Because these people openly help the poor. They help the needy. They support the struggling. I declare upon your life uh, that from today you shall begin to take the baby steps uh, that it takes uh, to serve God with your treasure. Uh, I don't know if you are hearing me, uh, but I confess this upon somebody uh, that from here you will only get better. Uh, from here you will only get sharper. Uh, from here you only give freely uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, shout yes. And the Bible said, there will always be some in the land who are poor. There will always be some in the land who are poor. There will always, there will always, which means God cannot take it away. There will always be some in the land who are poor. Please, please choose not to be part of those who will be poor. Choose. Say, I choose not to be poor. 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 I said Jesus taught us two kinds of giving the first kind of giving <laughs> I haven't really shared any deep things with you yet these are basic things the deep things are yet to come because giving to the poor is basic it is not extraordinary to give to the poor please understand this 
giving to the poor is normal because being poor is not even in the will of god you you we are not supposed to be poor so do not put yourself in a position where another person has to come and help you continually please choose not to be poor i haven't really shared any deep things with you yet the first kind of giving i said is giving to the poor and there is nothing extraordinary about giving to the poor but the second kind of giving is the strange thing second kind of giving jesus taught all of these things in the same message matthew chapter 6 so firstly we read from verse 1 through 4 now we are taking it from verse 19 through 21 matthew chapter 6 verse 6 matthew chapter 6 verse 19 through 21 and i'm going to share very deep things with you here Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 21. Don't store up treasures here on earth. Listen, I said, this is what it means to serve God with your treasure. Jesus said, don't store up treasures here on earth. Ah, treasures, what are these treasures? Where moths eat them and rust destroys where thieves break in and steal verse 20 the bible said store your treasures in heaven how do i store up my treasures in heaven whilst i am still a human being on earth does it even make any sense miracle does this make any sense to you I am a human being. I am so I am so flesh and blood. How do I store up treasures in heaven? The Bible says, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rats cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 21, the Bible said, wherever your treasure is, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Oh, ma, ba, 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 ba. wherever your treasure is there your desires of your heart will also be can i can i can i speak to somebody here there are so many people under the sound of my voice the desires of your heart are in your company the desires of your heart are in your bank account the desires are the desires of your heart are in your vehicle because that is where you are saved and stored up your treasures the bible said wherever your treasure is there the desires of your heart will also be why is jesus talking about treasures what started this conversation in the first place why is jesus talking about treasure why we need to understand what it means to serve god with our treasure psalm 40 verse 6 psalm 40 verse 6 psalm 40 verse 6 the bible said i'm reading from the new kings sorry the new king james version the bible said sacrifice and offering you did not desire god sacrifice and offering you did not desire which stands to reason in the past 
God didn't desire sacrifices and offerings. It wasn't a thing in the past. I don't know if somebody's hearing me. Listen, these days, wherever you turn, you hear offerings. Wherever you turn, you hear sacrifices. Wherever you turn, you hear seed sowings. And the Bible is saying, these things were not a thing in the past. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. Ish. Man of God, what are you saying? Does it mean we have to stop sowing the seeds? What are you saying? The Bible said, burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Those days God didn't require offerings. What he didn't need them. What 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 was God using offerings for? Listen to this. There, there are a lot of misconceptions in the church about giving, about seed sowing, about about all of these things that we think ah, the, the men of God are trying to fraud people and the churches are doing this and all that, a lot of things, but let us go deep into scriptures. We need to lean on the word of God. We do not want to rely on anything a man of God is saying. We do not want to rely on any doctrine. We just want to learn from the, from the spirit of the Lord. We want to be taught by the spirit of the Lord. Is that not why we are always here? I always say this uh, the purpose of this ministry uh, is to take people back uh, to the days of the spirit uh, is to carry people back uh, to the days of I, 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 uh, to the days of his power uh, I am talking about the days of the truth uh, the truth uh, I am doing my truth deliver uh, I am not talking about the days of doctrines uh, I am talking about the days of the truth uh, Jesus said I am the way the truth uh, yes that truth uh, I am doing my letter uh, I didn't come to massage egos uh, I didn't come to to promote agendas. I didn't come to steal from you, but I came that we can go back to the truth. I am the latter who can take this journey with me, who is willing to take this journey with me, that we can return to the days of the truth, that we can return to the days of the truth. Somebody shout the truth, the truth. Somebody shout the truth. In the name of Jesus. Can we go back to the truth? God did not desire offerings and sacrifices. Verse 7. Then I said, Look, I have come. As it's written about me in the scriptures. Verse 8. I take joy in doing your will, my God. For your instructions are written on my heart. The reason why God did not need sacrifices and offerings is that in the days of old, God only desired one thing that the people will do his will that the people will follow his instructions and that his instructions shall be written up on the hearts of the people under the sound of my voice the only sacrifice that God demands from you is the sacrifice of obedience and that is why the Bible said to obey is better than sacrifice let me rephrase to follow the instructions of God is better than Showing money, giving money, giving earthly things, material things, which means that if you are a giver and yet you are not a follower of the will, you are not the person I am looking for. If you are a giver and yet
yet you are not a follower of his way. You are not the person I am looking for. You can give this huge money. You can sow in dollars. You can sow in pounds. Yes, I am not pleased by these things. This is the truth. What moves God is your brokenness. What moves God is your honesty. What moves God is your commitment to his work. What moves God is your desire to obey. Is somebody ready to obey? I said this is what it takes to follow, to follow or to serve God with your treasure. I am talking about treasures. I am not talking about money. I am talking about treasures. I am not talking about money. I am talking Somebody shout treasure, treasure, treasure. Shout treasure. Genesis chapter 4 verse 3 The first man who ever gave an offering to God ended up killing his brother Please hear me The purpose of the church is not to receive offerings Genesis chapter 4 verse 3. Listen to this. <laughs> and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Cain was the first man ever recorded in the Bible that the Bible said he gave an offering to God. Please, can I shock you? His father never gave an offering to God. Adam never gave an offering to God. Eve never gave an offering to God. Because in the days of Adam and Eve, God only desired the sacrifice of the heart. The first one that ever gave an offering to God, what did God do? The Bible said God rejected it. <laughs> My brother was asking me, he said, Bro, how come God rejected the sacrifice of Cain but accepted that of Abel? Listen to this carefully. Verse 4. Abel also brought of the firstborn. Listen. Ah. Cain brought an offering. Let us pay attention to the things each person is bringing. Cain brought an offering, but Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. Abel didn't bring an offering. Abel brought a treasure. An offering is anything you can offer. Oh God. An offering is anything you can easily let go. An offering is anything. That is why when you come to the church today and you pay attention to the records of the church, you realize that offerings are the least recorded. Or let me say, offerings amount to the least totals at the end of the day. The offerings that the, the people give in church are always far less than any other thing that is taken in the church in the form of money. I don't know if I'm speaking to somebody. Pay attention. I am teaching things somebody has not heard before. <laughs> now, I said, when you check the records of the institution called church today you will always realize that offerings are always far less than any other thing 
than seed sowing is done um thanksgiving sacrifices that anything else and this is why offerings are things that you can easily let go things that do not really affect you when you let go and that is why many of us we give offerings of one city two cities ten cities fifty cities how many people even give offerings of fifty cities how many people under the sound of my voice constantly give offerings of 50 cents? Are you getting this? Offerings, you can easily let go. They do not really touch you. I said the third element you need to serve God is your treasure, not your offering. Offerings are things that do not touch you when you let them go. <laughs> okay, pay attention to this. So Cain brought an offering, but Abel brought of the firstborn. When we are talking about the firstborn, we are talking about the thing that touches you. We are talking about the thing that affects you if if you let it go. We are talking about the things that because you see, nothing replaces the firstborn. When you when you let go of your firstborn, your secondborn is not your firstborn. Your secondborn is still your secondborn. Are you getting it? When you let go of a treasure, there is nothing you still have that can replace it. This is the difference between offering and treasure. So King brought an offering, but Abel brought a treasure. So the Bible said, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. The Bible is calling it offering, but the actual word is treasure because that which Abel gave affected him. Verse 5. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. And after that, Cain killed his brother. He brought an offering God didn't respect. And after that, he killed his brother as a result of that. If you want to be respected by God, if you want to be honored by God, then serve God with your treasure, not with your offering. That's why many people think they can buy men of God. I have a message called the prophet is not for sale. You cannot buy your 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 way. You cannot buy your way. You, or you cannot buy salvation. You cannot buy any spiritual gifts with the things you think you are given. No. A treasure is typically a collection of valuable items that are considered precious. Now think about it. How come somebody can share a message or somebody can share a testimony that they came to sow their, their phones or they came to myself personally. I've sold my phones on several occasions over the years. I'm in the middle of the service. I just take my SIM, my SIM cards and my memory cards out of, the, out of my phone. I just, go and, I just go and drop it on the altar. My phone is not money. Why am I sowing it? Treasure. People sow their cars. Your car is not money. Why are you sowing it? Treasure. So anything that you bring in the form of seed sowing must be something that you treasure. How many of us treasure 10 cities? How many of us treasure 20 cities? 
10 cities is no treasure. We are talking about serving God with your money. We are not or serving God with your treasure. We are not talking about giving offerings in church. There is more to it than that. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. Back to the message of Jesus. Jesus said, Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, don't forget Jesus is talking about treasure. And now he's comparing it to whether your eyes are healthy or not. Which means that there are a lot of people under the sound of my voice. Everything that they give to God in the form of money, in the form of cash, in the form of whatever material thing that you have. Those things are unhealthy. It means God doesn't accept some of these things. <laughs> God. Is somebody getting this? I am taking my time and I'm not shouting because these, I believe, are very deep things. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, in other words, if your treasures are really valuable, then the Bible said your whole body is filled with light, which means that if truly you serve God well with your treasure, treasure or treasures are things that you truly value, then the Bible said, then your life will be full of light. Your life will be full of health. Your life will be full of abundance that is what the bible is saying that is what jesus himself is saying so if you truly serve god well with the things you value by giving to god by giving to the church by giving to the ministries by giving to men of god by sowing in the lives of priests the bible is saying then your body or your entire life will be filled with light Anybody who is always going, who is always going through darkness, listen to what the Bible is saying. The Bible said in verse twenty-three. The Bible said, "When your eye is unhealthy, your eye, which stands for the treasure you have, an eye." or the eyes are treasures and the bible is saying when your eye is unhealthy your whole body is filled with darkness whenever you see eye put treasure there which means that but if your treasures are unhealthy your whole body will be full of darkness your whole body will be full of darkness every day you can tell your left from your right every day you are going through attacks every day you are going through difficulties every day you have a problem you are dealing with that is what the bible is saying that is what jesus himself is saying and this is not the old testament this is the new testament so if you go on social media listening to people who are saying it is foolishness to give to the church it is foolishness to give your valuable things listen they are fighting you they are not fighting the church they are fighting you the Bible says, if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So if the treasures you have are not really treasures, Jesus is saying how bad your situation is, how worse your situation is. We live in a generation where people will sacrifice everything for, or they will sacrifice their valuable things for anything else, and they will come back to church and tip God. Do you know what it means to serve God with your treasure? You bring the things that you value in the presence of God. That is what the Bible commands us to do. That we will bring the things that we value. Do not come to God trying to insult God. <laughs> 
Who do you think you are? You go, you listen to all sorts of things. A man of God was in our church not long ago and he was saying that membership cards, membership, membership cards, NPP membership cards, Anantiamating sold, or let me say gave an amount of 500,000. That's like 5 billion. Member, NPP membership cards. 5 billion. Why? Just so that a person will be will be registered as a member of a of a political party. And these same people will come on the social media. These same politicians, these same influencers, these same guys will come on social media and come and speak against bringing your treasures to the church. Why are we countering the word of God? Why are we abusing the word of Jesus? If you are here, you only bring the things that you do not value. That is what we call offering. People do not really value offerings. People do not really value of offerings. So the Bible said, God said, I did not desire in the past. I didn't desire any offerings. Because even the people who are bringing the offerings, they do not respect those offerings. How can God desire receiving these offerings? And Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. So please, you need to understand. Your treasure is also a master. God is a master. Your treasure is also a master. And the Bible said, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You are only enslaved to money if you can God. You are only enslaved to money if you value the money so much that you cannot give it to God. Then you have become a slave to that treasure. Is somebody learning? Is somebody learning? But I speak to some people under the sound of my voice that we are raising a different kind of army who will come out and will serve God not just with their time, not just with their talents, but they will operate at certain level with their treasures in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, we are raising people who will not be afraid to value her. They are God. They will not be afraid to treasure. They are God. They will not be afraid to choose. They are God. That when it comes between choosing between you and your treasure, your God and your treasure, you will choose God above all else. You will choose God above all else. Do you treasure God? Do you treasure God? I want to hear a shout. I want to hear a shout. In this life, there are two main masters. Number one, your treasure. Number two, your God. Whenever you find yourself holding back your treasure, it means you are not willing to serve God with it. Please hear me. When you go to church and you give offerings, that is not what it means to serve God with your treasure. 
you know that thing that you give there is not a treasure Jesus said, verse 25 of Matthew chapter 6, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Please do not get Jesus wrong. He didn't say, that is why I tell you not to plan about your everyday life. There is a need for you to plan your everyday life. There must always be a plan. This thing that you have, this treasure that you have, this money that you have, this thing that you have, this is how you are going to use it. This amount will go into this. This amount will go into bills. This amount will go into that. This amount will be set aside for times that you are supposed to plan every single thing. We are not the kind of men of God who are going to tell you when you have anything you have, just bring it. No, please. That is not what I am saying. Don't waste my words. Jesus said, do not worry about your everyday life. He didn't say do not plan. Christians today are not planners. Christians today are unwilling to plan. We do not plan for anything. When we receive our salaries at the end of the month, when we get any money at the end of the month, we spend it anyhow. We purchase things anyhow. We invest into things anyhow. We do not plan anything. We are so wasteful. We eat anyhow. We eat anything. We buy anything. We go anywhere. What is wrong with us? You I am raising planners in this place. I am raising good planners in this place that you will learn to plan your life well, to plan your finances well, to plan your everyday life well. Jesus said not to worry. He didn't say do not plan. He said do not worry. He didn't say do not plan. That is why many of us still struggle to pay our tithes. We still struggle to do very little things in life. You still struggle to buy things like body spray, pepsodent. Can you imagine? You do not plan anything. You think planning is what it means to worry, please. You are just there. You don't plan anything. You are just there. Anything can happen. Anything can come your way. You, 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 listen. If you live your life like that, you will always be at the mercy of other people. Every day. Every day you are down. Every day you need help. Every day somebody should give you money. Every day you are already on your path to poverty. Because some of us, when we didn't have like you do not have now, we were not begging. So how come we didn't have and yet we were not begging? That is why I said not having is not what it means to be poor. But choosing poverty is really what it means to be poor. And what it means to choose poverty is lack of planning. Lack of planning. Do not plan anything. At the point I was working with a company, they were paying me 600 cities, and there was a plan on that 600 cities. There was a plan. There was a plan. 600 cities. Some of you are already taking far more than that 600 cities, and I was planning it. Oh God. 
and by the grace of God, the Lord has now lifted me so high above that thing. Why? Because I was faithful in the little I had. Many of you think when you have more, you will do better. It's not true. It is what you will do with the little that determines what you will do with when you have more. Listen, I always say this. The blessing of God is not how much you get at the end of the day or at the end of the month. That is not the blessing of God. If you think your salary is what determines the blessing of God, it is a lie. The true blessing of God is what you are able to do with what you have. <laughs> what you are able to accomplish with the little you have or with what you have. That is the true blessing of God. People are getting 10,000, they are not able to do a thing with it. People are getting 8,000, they are not able to do a thing with it. People are getting 5,000, 5, they are not able to do a thing with it. And at the end of the day, they will still come to us and come and borrow money. I am telling you. Why? Because they do not plan. Did you ever see Jesus? Jesus was always traveling with 12 people alongside him. 12 people. Constantly. For three years, he traveled with 12 people. And we never saw Jesus begging for money. <laughs> Plan your life. Plan well. The treasures you have. When God demands them, you have to be able to present them before God. That is the only way you can really serve God with your treasure. That is why I tell you, Jesus said, do not worry about everyday life, but please plan. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food? and your body more than clothing look at the birds they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you far more valuable to god than they are some of us all our worries always boil down to what we will eat this evening you have a big problem and if you seem to be very worried about these things it is a clear sign that you do not plan well you might not be able to eat as much as you want to eat or as well as you want to eat but not having anything to eat is the first sign that you do not plan well Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Let me tell you the truth. I've, I've gotten to a point or I've been there in this life. A point where I, will carry, I, I went to work with forestry commission for months. And then for, for about three months or so, and I came back with a lot of money. I sold all this money because the Lord demanded it because I, I had never had that much before and I valued it that is treasure I valued it treasure 
is what you value. I value the money. And God knew that I value the money. And as young as I was then, this was around 2015, 2016. As young as I, as I was then, I had never had that much money before. And the Lord demanded that treasure. I went to give everything to God. I came back weeping. Hey. I came back weeping. So sad. So sad. So sad. But the Bible said, Blessed are those that sow in tears, for they shall reap in joy. When I was doing these things in 2016, they didn't seem to make sense to me until I entered into 2023. Hey! Some of you, every day, I don't have. Every day, I don't have. And yet, you are buying new clothes from time to time. You are buying new shoes from time to time. You are buying new hair from time to time. You are buying other things from time to time. Please, you need to learn to set your priorities right. The things that you value, those are the treasures that you need to serve God with. And when you keep on eating up your treasures, you are only wasting your life. You are only wasting your life. You are a young man. You are a young woman. The very little you have, you want to buy nails. You Listen, this is not the time to be buying nails. This is the time to be serving God with that treasure. Until you learn to serve God with a treasure, God cannot co continually take care of you. He cannot be your provider. He cannot be your main support system. Listen to this. This is my plea. I never preach anything I don't do. I will never preach anything I will not do. I will only preach the things that I have lived, the things that I have seen, the things that I have been through. I am not here trying to tell you that when you serve God with your treasures today, tomorrow you have abundance. Your tomorrow could be next 10 years. Your tomorrow could be next 15 years. You need to understand that nobody can rush God. The fact that you are serving God today does not mean that tomorrow automatically everything will be smooth for you. You will still go through difficult times. You will still go through pain. You will still go through struggles. You will still, you will still cry in the middle of the night. But there is coming a time that you will reap in joy. There is coming a time that you shall see the hand of the Lord. There is coming a time that you will need to know what to do with the blessing of the Lord. I don't know if I am speaking to somebody, but I see the Lord touching one, two, three, four, five. Five people in this place who are willing to shift from that lifestyle of wasting, from that lifestyle of that extravagant lifestyle. Why are you wasting your treasures when you are supposed to be sowing your treasures? Can I speak to somebody? I said when you give to the poor, you have not sowed a seed. You have only given a gift. The Bible said your reward shall be. Your reward shall be. Honor and influence. When you give to the poor, that is not a seed. When you give to the church, that is a seed. There is no part of sowing that doesn't involve a man of God. For you to 
be able to show up, for you to be able to store up your treasures in heaven, then there must be a heavenly figure or a heavenly symbol involved. When you give to the poor, you are not giving up, you are not storing up treasure in heaven. But when you give to God, when you give to the men of God, when you give to the church, that is what it means to store up treasure in heaven. Do you want to learn the truth or you want to hear a comfortable message, an appealing message? Please hear me. There are two kinds of giving. The first kind of giving is giving to the poor. When you give to the poor, that is not a seed. When you give to the poor, that is a gift. The only thing you reap is abundance, sorry, is influence and honor. And we are still supposed to do that. But what it really means to store up treasure in heaven is to give to a heavenly institution or a heavenly figure, a heavenly symbol, a man of God, a priest, a prophet, a, an institution, a Christian institution. When you do these things, then you are storing up treasures in heaven. Please. I cannot call blue purple and I, I cannot call purple yellow. This is the truth. Yes, I also give to the poor. So I know what I'm saying. I, I give to the needy. I give to those who are struggling. We do all the time. And we will never stop doing it. But please, that is not supposed to be an excuse for you to not store because when you give to the poor you are not storing up treasures in heaven no. the bible said when you give to the poor you have only lent to god and he will reward you <laughs> please listen to me listen to me anything you value learn to serve god with that thing if you value your phone, learn to serve God with that phone. If you value your time, learn to serve God with that time. Anything you value, it's a treasure. Learn to serve God with that treasure. Are we together? I know this is not an exciting message, but I didn't come to excite you. I came to share the truth with you. This is what it really means to serve God with your treasure. Some of us, you can hear God audibly saying, do this, do that. Go and do that, go and do that, go and do this. And yet you will never do any of those things. You think you are smarter? Hey, are we smarter than God now? God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 30 and if God cares so wonderfully for wild flowers that that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow he will certainly care for you these days believers are walking up and down looking for people to care looking for people to i don't i don't know why why it's like we, we want people to love us we want people to care for us why 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 do you why are, are you so desperate for the attention of other people why the bible said your god will certainly care for you 
seeing a lot of women today, a lot of ladies today, a lot of men today. They are so desperate for attention. They want people to care for them. Somebody will come and post on their status. I am so down. Somebody pray for me. I am so weak. I am not well at all. Somebody remember me. What are we doing with that status? This is childish. Why are you so desperate for attention? What's that? Do you understand these things? Your God will certainly care for you. You do not need people to care. You need God to care. Some of the women are too dependent. Abba. If you don't do this for me, if you don't do that for me, sometimes at the mountains, I have ladies coming to me. Can you buy an energy drink for me? Can you buy a man of God? Can you buy this for me? Man of God, what was this? And when I, when I see them, I just walk away. It's too childish. Then people also take advantage of that. And then they will sleep with them. And they will give birth. And young girls. And they have, they have children. They are not married. They have children. What is this? We are too desperate for attention. Too desperate for attention. Too desperate. Why can't you take your burdens to God, but you want to bring your burdens to us? You want to bring your burdens to your bosses? You want to bring your burdens to the people you are working with? You want to bring your burdens to your teacher? Why? 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 Why do you have so little faith? Remember, I am not preaching. I'm not preaching my own message. I am preaching the message of Jesus, and Jesus asked the same question. He said, "Why do you have so little faith?" Every day, every day, every day, every day, you need somebody to help you. You need somebody to this. You need somebody to that. When we are in need, we do not cry to people for help. Learn this from me. When I am in need, I cry to God for help. Why do you have so little faith? Verse one. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Are you getting it? If these things are your concern, the Bible is saying you are an unbeliever. If these things dominate your thoughts, Jesus is calling. This is not just the Bible. Jesus himself, the son of God, the one mediator, the one true God. He that is seated on the right hand hand side of God. The Bible said, Jesus himself said, if these things dominate your thoughts, you are an unbeliever. You are an unbeliever. What will we eat tonight? What will we drink? I don't know. What will we wear? What will we do? Hey, I don't know what to do. Hey, this. You are an unbeliever. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek the kingdom of God above all all your job is part of the all your marriage is part of the all your children are part of the all your company is part of the all the people you are working with they are part of your all seek the kingdom of god above 
all else. <laughs> you do not understand scriptures. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will give you everything you need. He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Tomorrow, whether you like it or not, there will be worries that will come alongside tomorrow. And Jesus is saying, don't bother yourself worrying about it. Because whether you like it or not, the worries will come. Why are you adding up? There is a shocking story in Matthew 14 verse 3. Where this same thing about giving to the poor and giving or storing up storing up treasures in heaven popped up in the life or in the ministry of jesus and the people didn't understand and let me end with this mark chapter 14 the verse number three mark chapter 14 the verse number three through nine i am reading from the new living translation the bible said meanwhile jesus was at um, bethany at the home of simon a man who had previously had pro- um, leprosy Isn't this interesting? A man who previously had leprosy, Jesus was in his house. Listen, it is not what you are going through that will define you. It is what lasts that will define you. Listen to this carefully. I repeat, it is not what you are going through that will define you. It is the things that you permit to last that will define you. So the fact that you have not given birth now, it's not what will define you. But if you permit that circumstance to last, then it will become your definition. The man previously had leprosy. When he had leprosy, Jesus was not in his house. But it was after that, it was after the leprosy was healed that, that Jesus spent time with him. There are some people, once you are going through your frustration, once you are going through your struggle, they will never spend time with you until you have dealt with that problem. Please, I came to encourage somebody, deal with that problem. I came to encourage somebody, deal with that problem. Somebody say, I am dealing with it. I am dealing with it. I will deal with it. I am dealing with it. I will deal with it. No matter what it is that you are going through, no matter what it is that you are seeing, no matter what it is that you are suffering, I came to encourage you deal with it the lord has given you the power to deal with it the lord has given you the power the, the authority to deal with it i came to declare upon your life you will not be defined by what you are going through you will only be defined by it if you permit it to last say it will not last say my problem will not last say my condition will not last say my trouble will not last say my reproach will not last in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, I see the glory of the Lord coming up, and you will manifest your glory. I see the glory of the Lord coming up, and you will manifest your glory. Say, I will manifest my glory. I will manifest my glory. I will manifest my glory. Shout Jesus three times.
Jesus spent time with a man by name Simon who had previously had leprosy while Jesus was eating a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard she broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head work with me now she broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head work with me some of those at the table were indignant why waste such expensive perfume they asked listen people will always ask you why you are serving god with your treasure and they will call it wasted why are you wasting such expensive perfume they asked and these were the disciples who they were men of god there was a point that even the men of god didn't understand the difference between storing our treasures in heaven and giving to the poor <laughs> the very moment the very moment you make the mistake into thinking that by giving to the poor you are throwing out treasures in heaven please you are deceiving yourself why waste such expensive perfume they asked verse 5 they said it could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor right because they are thinking if they give to the poor they have given to god if they give to the poor they have sold a seed if they give to the poor they are storing up treasures in heaven but please it's not true because according to the word of god people are not supposed to be poor so when people are poor it is because they have stepped outside the will of god and when you support the poor there is no way that your support stores up treasures in heaven it could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor why will i sow this amount of money in a ministry or in the life of a man of god if i can just give it to a poor woman behind our home if if i can give it to a poor lady around us if i if i can give it to a struggling family please hear this jesus said verse six jesus replied leave her alone why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me verse 7 you will always have the poor among you jesus is repeating the same statement in deuteronomy chapter 15 or so deuteronomy chapter 15 yes you will always have the poor among you and you can help them whenever you want to helping the poor is a need is a want please this is the kingdom of god 
in the kingdom there are principles nobody thinks for God nobody suggests for God nobody gives opinions to God he said you will always have the poor among you you can help them whenever you want to helping the poor is a need sorry it's not a need it's a want but he said you will not always have me you will not always have my ministry you will not always have the work i am doing you will not always have my men of god you will not always have my apostles you will not always have my prophets you will not always have the people i've assigned to you listen these are not my words so whether you agree with me or not this is what jesus is saying it is difficult to preach these messages because of the things that people are doing with the finances of the church the things that the abuse that is happening in the church but regardless the truth needs to be taught jesus said she has done what could she has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time what the woman has done she has saved up or she has stored up a treasure in heaven because the perfume together with the jar that contained it was a valuable thing to the woman that is a treasure listen to what jesus said jesus said i tell you the truth somebody say the truth <laughs> somebody say the truth somebody say the truth the truth i tell you the truth not some truth not a truth the 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 truth which means that this particular truth is a kind that a specific kind that jesus is referring to he said i tell you the truth wherever the good news is preached throughout the world this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed forever I can decide to live in fear and act as though because I don't want to be judged by the notions of people I will stay away from talking about these things but please I wasn't called into the work of the ministry because I was a coward being filled with the holy spirit doesn't make me a coward as a matter of fact being filled with the holy spirit is what makes me brave it quickens my spirit and makes me bold which means that i can only share these truths or this truth with you because i am filled with the holy spirit please hear me your treasure that must come to god must not go to the poor the poor is not the new god <laughs> you are here under the sound of my voice you have a treasure you know the lord has demanded this treasure for a long time it could be a piece of watch it could be a tablet it could be 
anything i don't know but you have a treasure you know the lord has demanded this treasure but you have been so unwilling to give it the lord said i should give you a chance to let this thing go give it your treasure could be anything material it could be anything any gadget it could be anything you value it could be a particular amount of money that you value the lord said i should give you the chance to let that treasure go this is what it means to serve god with your treasure hear me we are doing this job not because it is easy we are doing this job because it is a must i don't know what you are harboring that you know you are supposed to let go ah, is somebody hearing me am i speaking to somebody if you are the person I am speaking to, let me see you by hand. You know, there is something the Lord has been telling you for a long time. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You know? What is it? Say it. Say it for, for the people to know. Say it for the people to know that we are not joking. What is it that the Lord has been telling you to let it go? Let me see you by hand. There is something you've been holding on to. very difficult to let it go our time is fast spent in the next five minutes we are out of here so let me see you are we together are you here are you hearing me what treasure let me know what is it is it a phone is it a tablet is it a laptop is it a gift that the lord has commanded you to give to somebody is it a particular seed what is it i don't know what is it what is it I like to know? What is it? I am Domo 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 In the case of the woman, it was a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive oil. Somebody says my heart. That is what I am talking about. What is it? I want to know. King K says my heart. Come on now, Rabadobaradosh. I know these words will not fall to the ground. Oh, I know what I am talking about. What is it? I would like to know now. Yabadibasuta. Time is not on our side. I would like to know what is it? What is the Lord desiring? I would like to know what treasure is the Lord demanding from you. I would like to know now. King K says my heart that is a stranger the Lord has desired this for a long time what about you what is it 
in the case of the woman was a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive oil expensive perfume Ramsey says my dedication what is it just type it in I'm speaking to everybody who just type it in what is it the Lord has been asking for your treasure you value this thing your treasure Lord God Papa J says my time that is it that is it the thing is you value these are the things the Lord is demanding what is it just type it in what is it what is it just type it in I want to know the Lord is working on some people here I want to know the Lord is working on some people here let there be a move of the Holy Spirit let there be a move of the Holy Spirit let there be a move of the Holy Hear me. I pray for each and every single one of you. And I declare that the Lord will give you the strength you need. I told you, the Lord didn't desire offerings and sacrifices from the beginning. What he desired was your willingness to follow his will, to follow his instructions, the broken spirit, for you to have a broken heart, for you to have a heart that longs, that longs for the Lord. These are the things that he truly desires. Hear me. I declare the Lord is making you better from tonight stay committed stay consistent stay loyal to the work that God is doing let this be the beginning of a new chapter of your spiritual life I declare upon your lives I open up the wells of your spirit and I declare begin to receive spiritual insights spiritual knowledge wisdom from God on every side I declare you move from glory to glory you do better than you are doing now and here is the announcement of your new beginning say after me oh god use me make me better make me new thank you lord that you have heard my prayer thank you lord that you have heard my cry in jesus mighty name we pray and i want to hear a huge amen from the believers.
All believers, shout, 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 shout.